Hello and welcome to Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers podcast. Our goal at Owl Pellets is to help agriculture teachers like you find research-based solutions to the problems you face every day in the high school classroom and as you advise your FFA chapter. Here you will find practical tips for your agricultural classroom and interesting information to incorporate into your teaching. We invite the best agricultural education faculty and researchers from around the country to come and talk with us and share what they have learned. The Owl Pellets crew is Kate Shoulders from the University of Arkansas, Marshall Baker from Oklahoma State University, and me, Brian Myers from the University of Florida. For more information on Owl Pellets, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and visit our webpage at owlpelletsforag.wordpress.com. That's owlpelletsforag, all one word, .wordpress.com. This week on Owl Pellets, Kate and Marshall will speak with Becky Lover from Utah State University. Becky and her team answered a simple question. What is good teaching? Something that all of us try to become better at every single day. Becky and her crew identified 10 elements to good teaching. Use this time to assess where you stack up on those 10 elements so you can become a better teacher for your ag students and your FFA members. Now, on to the interview. Well, hello, Al Pellet world. We are lucky today to have Dr. Becky Laver from Utah State University, and she has done some research recently um, to help us understand what is good teaching. And she's kind of shaken some of our long-held traditions about what is what is good teaching and who do we look to when we think about what we do in the classroom every day. So, um, Dr. Laver, it's really exciting to have you. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is great. If you don't mind, just start by giving us an overview of this research and, you know, what are these ideas and, and what does this mean about what is effective teaching? Uh, that's great. I can totally do that. Um, so we started this research project. Uh, it was the, this, this research was done from a, a conducted from a, a larger research project that we did with ag teachers and extension agents. And, you know, there's 40 plus years of research out there on effective teaching. Um, and what that looks like, the techniques, the characteristics that teachers use, the methods, and anything that really impacts student learning. But we really wanted to look at uh, specifically ag teachers and get their opinion. So um, it was really exploratory in nature, but we reached out to about 1,600 ag teachers from across the country from 37 different states and uh, got, their, got their opinion. And they really identified 10 different common themes uh, that that ag teachers use to be effective in the classroom. So, so if I'm if you're talking about like differences between those from 40 years, you know, of research and and what you found just in ag teachers. So, can you give us some examples of what maybe are some long held traditions about good teaching and um, how and then what you maybe found with the ag teachers? Absolutely. You know what we found was very similar to what um, what that, that 40 years of research had found. Uh, things like organization and um, having a commitment and desire to teach or student engagement and subject matter having meaning to students in the classroom. Uh, things that we found that I think cleared it up with ag teachers a little bit more was, give, was finding what those really meant. So for planning an organization, um, it's things like having clear objectives and having a lesson plan that they use every day. And I know that um, working with pre-service teachers, 
a lot of them tell me, oh, I don't use a lesson plan, you know, the first couple weeks of student teaching. And then they, by the end, they're telling me, oh, yeah, I have to use a lesson plan or I don't know where I'm going. So um, it, what we found was just giving a little bit more meaning to some of those things that we've already, that we already do. Uh, some additional ones that we found were things like respect and rapport, which I, I'm sure is out there, um, but I think it's something that is different in today's world and um, essentially letting kids know that, you know, you care about them. Um, our state director, our state executive director in ag education here in, in Utah is always telling teachers that the students don't care how much you know until they know how much you care, yep. right? Um, and so that's, that's really important, I think, for you to be an effective teacher, making sure the students know that you know them as, as a person and you care about them. Uh, the next one that we found was this professional and ethical conduct. And that's really making sure that you are trustworthy, that you have integrity, uh, and, and something as small as dressing appropriately for the classroom. One of the new ones that came out, and I think it goes maybe, it maybe ties in a little bit with clarity and variability that um, we've learned from some of that 40 years of research out there is this instructional flexibility piece, um, making sure that you're using a variety of instructional strategies, doing things that are inquiry-based, maybe experiential learning, um, that kind of thing. Another one that was really, um, that came out that I don't know that I have seen in, in, the, in previous research was this idea of collegiality. Um, I think that sometimes as, as ag teachers, we tend to put ourselves in the ag room um, and, or that, that building that's across the street and uh, forget that there are other people in the building that we can be working with, that we can collaborate with other ag teachers in the area. Uh, but some of the things that these, these 1,600 teachers said was you need collaboration, you need to share ideas and, and take advice from each other and give advice to each other and even take constructive, constructive feedback. Um, and I think that's, that's probably something new because of what we've got going with the, the Internet and social media between Ag Ed Discussion Lab, you guys with Owl Pellets, and NAAE Communities of Practice. Um, there's a, a great opportunity to be collegial and collaborate with others. See, and that's something that I would love to hear more from our audience as far as what you guys, the listeners, are doing. Uh, collegiality can be tough, especially if you're taking the, you know, if you're coming in as a new teacher and the teacher before you, as you said, that hasn't been a thing in the past, right? It's been expected that they're kind of um, oftentimes removed from the rest of the school and the rest, and uh, and they they interact more with other ag teachers than they do teachers within their own schools. So I'd be curious to hear um, Becky if you have any ideas or um, you know if if our listeners can actually like post some some suggestions that they have. How do you get over that? You know, how do you say okay? I'm going to go, and I, this is coming from an introvert, right? How do you go out and meet new people and let them know that you are friendly to work with? That, for me, is really tough and um, would be one of the, you know, almost an insurmountable barrier just because I don't meet new people. Right. So how, you know, and how, how do you get over that? How are people um, getting beyond that and, and reaching out to, to build that more collegial friendship? Well, you know, one of the things that we noticed in Utah um, we have an, a, a tremendous amount of 
teachers coming into the classroom that aren't through trained through a traditional teacher preparation program. So they're coming in, uh, getting an endorsement or um, some sort of alternative certification. And at summer conference, where we only have about 165 ag teachers, you can see the pockets of teachers that were traditionally prepared and these teachers that came in to teaching through an alternative route. And we've been working with our leadership team, our, our ag teacher leadership team, to really welcome those, um, those alternatively prepared teachers um, to sort of help bridge that and, and create some more collegiality just within our teacher group. So I think that's one place to start is, you know, people want to be a teacher because they want to help kids, right? They want to make a difference. And it doesn't, it doesn't really matter um, when, it, when it all boils down how they were prepared. Um, if you can give them the right kind of support and mentoring, I think that the, that the collegiality can be a great piece to that. So. So I've got, you know, we're looking through the list, and so after collegiality, I'm curious what these other, what the other of the ten were. Sure. the The next one is really this commitment and desire to teach, um, and we see that on just about every document that goes out about being an ag teacher. Do what you love, um, love what you do, and do what you love. Right. So it's it's teachers that have that commitment and desire to teach. They want to teach. They enjoy it. Um, it's something. It's something that, you know, is a passion for them. Um, then there's student engagement. Uh, this is, you know, things like using a variety of questioning strategies in the classroom, uh, giving kids opportunity to participate, um, really quit being a sage on the stage and giving them something to do while they're in the classroom. Um, the next one is probably one of my favorite and one that I personally like to um, use when I teach is that the subject matter you're teaching has to have some meaning to the students. And so when I was a young teacher, I was at a workshop and uh, we had this gal come talk to us. Her name was Sandy LaBelle and she wrote a book called Teaching Smarter. And she told us that kids operate in WIIFM. What's in it for me? That's the radio frequency that they operate in. And so they don't really care what you're teaching until you make some sort of a real-world connection with them. And so the subject matter that you're teaching needs to possess some sort of meaning for them. Um, it's not enough, I think, to teach kids feed rations, right? It's maybe part of our curriculum. It's part of our standards and objectives for our state end-of-year course exams. But why do they need to know it? What is, how's it? How does it make a difference to them? What does it mean for maybe their nutrition or uh, their their dog's nutrition or even maybe someday when they have a kid, how can you make whatever you're teaching have some sort of a connection for them? So that's probably my favorite on the list. Um, the next one is being able to have some sort of knowledge and experience. Um, and, you know, this one's a hard one for ag teachers because we get teachers that have a tremendous background in, in agriculture. We get some that have no background in agriculture. We get some that have lots and lots of maybe beef experience and maybe some that have swine experience, uh, maybe some that have the plant side. Um, but what happens if you don't have the knowledge and experience um, to be able to teach? Well, I think you just go get it. It's that collegiality piece. You go back to, you wrap back to that. You know, my first job was in the middle of the Sandhills in Nebraska, and I Range science, range, range, range judging was a huge thing, and I had no idea um, how to even teach that at all. And so I found another teacher to 
sort of shadow around every time we had a, a ag teacher meeting and uh, just got some experience on my own. So you have to, you have to step out of your comfort zone sometimes and learn the things that you maybe don't have the experience with. And then the last one is um, learner accommodations. And, you know, this goes back to knowing your kids and that respect and rapport piece where you need, you know, teach the students ability and level and really understand their needs and connect with them. So those are the 10 in a nutshell. Well, that's great. And, you know, all of us, you know, most of us that have been through teacher education, we always hear about rose and shine and first, which is clarity, variability, enthusiasm, task-oriented, and student opportunity to apply the material. You yes, and so we all have our little... You could have done a great, uh, that was like a pop quiz there, Marshall. I'm very impressed. <laughs> oh, thank you. I definitely didn't cheat and have that up on my computer so I could read it. Um, I memorized those. They're deep in, in my heart. I know them all by heart. Um, <laughs> but, you know, as I look at those, Becky, I would say when I, when I kind of compare those two, the gap seems to be that Rosenshine and First seems to apply a whole lot of the teacher behaviors and the attitudes about, you know, delivering the material. Right. But it seems to be missing two things, um, the element of being a part of the whole school and then an element of connecting learning and making it authentic. Some of those two things seem to be missing. What would you say the differences are between this long-delivered Rosenshine and First and what we have today and, and your list? Well, I, I think that there are some, some very similar things that we that the teachers that we we surveyed you know found that are, are very similar to Rosenshine and First, but you're right, it is that um, that ability to to connect with other people and other teachers in the school, other teachers in your area, and uh, having some of those authentic learning experiences. Marshall, I, I think you're right, and it's really I think it's what we found was that it's more it's it's more than just the teacher behaviors. It's um, it's engaging with the kids. It's it's working with students to just really let them know that, that you care as a teacher. And, and I don't know if that's something different than 40 years ago where kids were in desks and in rows um, than it is today where we, we put them in groups and we have all kinds of um, collaborative learning experiences. Absolutely. You know, and as I look at this, um, you know, Dr. Lauber, I think if I'm in the classroom, the best thing in my mind for these elements are, you know, even as a professor when I'm teaching and I feel like class isn't going well or I can feel like, man, I'm just not hitting on all cylinders, what's missing? You know, sometimes Rosenshine and First and also now, I mean, these 10 elements that you found, I mean, the best, the best advice is from seasoned teachers. So, you know, I, I would encourage all of our listeners to go find this article. Um, we'll post it on our pellets and go find this article or look at the infographic that's connected to this article and look at the 10 different elements. A lot of times it's just a good checklist. Am I doing the 10 things that allow students in my class to excel and that, that really put me at the edge of, of, my, of my art and science, which is teaching? So I'd encourage you guys to have these 10 things, maybe print this infographic off and take Dr. Lover's work along with her team and make sure that's on the front of your mind. With that, um, Dr. Lover, we appreciate you so much. We appreciate what you're doing in Utah, and thanks for getting that info out to teachers. Um, Al Pellet Land, check us out on Twitter, Facebook, any media site that we possibly have. Please find us and connect. 
Ag teachers, this is cutting edge stuff from scientists around the country that are trying to help you teach better. So connect to those. We appreciate you. Also, let us know if there's any topics you want to hear from us. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Please visit our webpage for more information on this topic and to learn more about all of our guests. Be sure to follow Owl Pellets on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It would also be great for you to subscribe to our podcast so you never miss an episode. Also, we ask that you please take a moment and comment on our podcast so others can find it as well. So for Kate and Marshall, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellet saying thanks and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets, Tips for Ag Teachers.